14. Hello, how are you? Good, how's it going with you? Good, sorry about the delay. No, you're all good. That's my fault uh, in the first place. Um, so yeah, sorry, we're starting a little bit late. Um, and we'll see if Tigo pops in. We know he's a, a busy guy. But um, welcome back to On the Fast Break NBA Talk. I'm host Alex back in the Martin. And uh, yeah, we'll see if Tigo pops in eventually. But um, today is um, Saturday, June 11th. And last night was game four of the NBA Finals. Um, tied up at two to two now between the Celtics and the Warriors. Each game is, or each team has won one at home and one away. Um, these finals, while none of them have ended within 10 points, unlike the rest of the playoffs, they've been super entertaining. Um, it's always uh, super close at around that third quarter um, and heading into the fourth. And then normally it's like foul foul stuff that um, ends up extending one team's lead to 10 plus. Um, yeah, this series has been super entertaining so far. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think definitely way better than what we talked about last time. We, we thought it was going to be a blowout. Certainly has not been that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we all had Warriors winning and here we are 2-2. Um, heading back to Golden State on what is it Sunday or Monday? One or the other. Monday. Um, Monday. Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah. So there are a lot of things that we could talk about. Um, I think I want to focus on: Do we still have the Warriors winning? As well as um, kind of what's going on with 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 Draymond, <laughs> and then um, yeah, and then we'll check in on our X factors. As well, um, I wanted to start with just restating that these finals have been super weird so far. And, um, well, I mean, after game one, Al Horford was the front runner for uh, finals MVP. Um, after last night, here's the official finals MVP ladder um, starting number five, Marcus Smart, number four, Clay. Three JT, number two is Steph, and um, I'm I regret saying on my last podcast who I thought was uh, very overrated, Jalen <laughs> Brown, and here's Jalen Brown sitting at number one in the official MVP ladder. So I said hopefully tonight uh, he doesn't prove me wrong um, when we last recorded before game one, and he did exactly that so far. <laughs> um, he still has had some stupid turnovers. Um, I feel, but that's been the whole Celtics team. Honestly, I think this series could be um, 3-1 if the Celtics took better care of the ball. Um, yeah. Because last night they really lost due to some really stupid turnovers. Or Actually, I think it may have been game two and they really lost some stupid turnovers, more, even more so than last night, mainly from Marcus Smart. Um. So I think that this series could be almost over if the Celtics get more care of the ball, but that's what you get with an unexperienced team. Um, never been to the finals before. I don't think anyone on the Celtics roster has, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, yeah, that's probably a big thing. Um, but let's talk a little bit about uh, Marcus Smart, though, also. Um, I feel like the Celtics only win when he scores. 
And I think so far in these finals, that's been proven to be correct. Um, game one, Marcus Smart, this is the win for the Celtics. Marcus Smart had a solid 18 points um, and really took over for Jason Tatum, only had 12 that game. And in game two, where they lost, he had two points, right, in 25 yep. minutes. And then heading back to game three, back at home again, um, Marcus Smart, 24 points in a win. And then game four, I think he did a little bit better. Marcus Smart, yeah, 18 points in the loss. Um, yeah, that game four loss is really a team a team loss, I feel like. Um, Grant Williams got in foul trouble. Marcus Smart, when he's scoring, they win. Yeah. And that's why he – I think we thought that he was too good to really be considered an X factor. But – he really is playing that role right now, um, it seems like to me. Hey, Martin, I don't know what happened there. That's my bad. No, no worries. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, um, I just wanted to move on to, um, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that Celtics really need Marcus Smart to be performing here. And he's just so in- inconsistent on offense that it's kind of a little bit iffy to have to rely on him as much as they do. Um, if you were Ime Udoka and the Celtics, would you rather have to rely on Marcus Smart to put out 20 a game or a guy like Peyton Pritchard? Marcus Smart? Yeah. Yeah, no. I, look, I, I think you made a great point about him being the X factor. But I think productivity overall has gone down, especially with people like Al Horford. First game, 26 points. I think yesterday he had like... Mm-hmm. Not more than 10. Yeah, yeah, 8. Yeah. So, what that means, you know, your the recipe to beat the Warriors was achieved in game one and game three. And I think that it doesn't mean just smart. I think they, they, they all need to score a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're playing great defense. Um, they've really been shutting down Steph, except for game four when he had the, his 43-point game. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, Steph is averaging um, thirty. <laughs> Not and bad. That might that might sound like a lot, but really, he's putting up a lot of shots. He's putting yeah. up a lot of shots to get there. And when you are watching the game, you can tell that the Celtics are making him work to get open looks, and he's just being getting like, drained. So. Um, Celtics doing a very good job, I think, on that front. Yeah, I agree. Um, the next point I had was Andrew Wiggins is really like kind of soaring under the radar um, for a lot of people right now. Um, so game one, Andrew Wiggins, 20 points, five rebounds. Game two, uh, a bit of a quieter game. This was this was their win when when uh, Curry was really doing his thing. Um, 11 points. Jordan Poole kind of stepped up in that one, too, so he didn't have to do as much. Game three, 18 points, 7 rebounds. And game four, 17 points, 16 rebounds. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins is, like, he's a wing player who is almost an automatic double-double for them. And I have not heard one single thing about him in these playoffs, in these finals um, yet. And I think that he is having a great performance um, and I think that he 
should be on this MVP ladder, not only because of averaging something like 15 and 10 a game in these finals, but also for his defensive impact that he's having on Jason Tatum. That 12-point game in game one was all Andrew Wiggins. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why Jason Tatum is averaging only 22 points per game and more assists per game is all Andrew Wiggins. It's not Clay guarding him. It's not, you know, it's not um, whoever else can play defense on the Warriors. Yeah. It's Andrew Wiggins guarding him. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I don't, I think he's flying under the radar because Steph is averaging 30, but definitely without Wiggins. Yeah. They would not win. Yeah. And then the other guy in the Warriors that um, is kind of under the radar is Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole had a very slow start, and he was definitely – I haven't updated these notes that I have since game two. Mm-hmm. I had that he was, like, really underperforming. But he's really stepped it up here. So, like, for example, game one, a little nine points. I, I think he averaged something like 17 in the second half of the season. Yeah. Right around there. Um, game one, uh, I think I said nine, um, game two, uh, was a bit better. He had 17. So about his average, um, and then you got game three, um, in Boston only with 10 and then game four also, of course, in Boston with a bit of a better game, but only 14. Now here's the thing. Jordan Poole cannot do anything but score the ball as of right now. He's a young player. All he knows how to do is score the ball and make half-court shots, apparently. And he, if that's the one thing that he can do, he needs to do it at a good, not good, at a great rate. And he just hasn't been doing that so far. Um, listening to um, Sirius XM radio, um, I, I mean, I've been hearing a lot of why is Jordan Poole even playing in this series. And, um, of course, I like seeing Jordan Poole play because, you know, that's a Lalu, Lalu connection. Yeah. But, um, you know, he's just – we got used to seeing him get 30 a night, and he's just not doing it now. Yeah. Uh, and it's – yeah. Well, the only thing I wanted to say about that is I think you look at who they played. Mm-hmm. I mean, Memphis is a great team, but you look at Denver, who's yeah. fantastic, but defensively are not very good. Yeah. There's, I, I, I don't think in the Denver roster there's anyone that could guard him pretty well. Yeah. So he was going off. And then Dallas, also, they don't have fantastic defense. Yeah. They don't have bad defense, you know, but... Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's no Celtics defense. Exactly. And I, I also point. think that he likes getting to the line, and because it's the finals, they're letting a more a more like physical environment. Physicality. Yep. Yeah. And due to that, I don't think the fouls that he's he would normally get are are being called, and therefore he can't score as much. Yeah. Also, he might be getting less minutes per game. Yeah. Uh, twenty-one, right around there. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I feel like I'd like to see more plays run for Jordan Poole. Hmm. Yeah, um, it, it would help him out. Yeah. 
because he he can shoot and he can get he can do everything offensively. It's just I I should say offense. I should say he can do everything when it comes to scoring. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Jordan Poole. Uh, hopefully, we can see a little bit more of him. Um, but as of right now, he's he's having a he's having a really good performance as a role player rather than a third or fourth. I mean, it's ridiculous to say, but rather than the third or fourth option. Um, like he was starting to become in the early playoffs and late season. Yeah, exactly. Um, the next thing that I have um, written here is Robert Williams is on a bad knee and he is having probably one of the biggest impacts on the whole floor uh, when he's out there. Um, and that comes offensively and defensively. I don't think I've ever seen anyone have as much um, strength to run over Draymond and grab an offensive rebound. <laughs> and then to run back and swat a shot off the glass. He, You can tell he really wants this. <laughs> yeah. And he is just doing a great job for the Celtics. I don't know where they'd be without him if he were to sit out with this knee thing. And he's not even 100%, like I said. He's doing all this on, you know, like, I don't know, not healthy, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't think he's playing a whole lot of minutes because of that. Yeah, like 14 minutes in, um, in game three, or game two. Um, what's up, Tigo? Hey, how y'all doing? Hello. Hey, Martin. Good, good. Sorry I'm late. I'm at this photo shoot right now. All good. All good. We know We know you're a very busy, busy man. Still working on the weekends. <laughs> um, so we were just talking about um, we've, we've gone over Marcus Smart's impact, um, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, and how wrong I was about Jalen Brown so far. Um, <laughs> and as I think Martine will be back, um, but I wanted to talk about um, kind of like Jason Tatum. He he doesn't seem to be himself against this Warriors defense. Um, and I don't know if that's because this is just the finals or if it's because like the Warriors are just like Steve Kerr is a great coach and he's like shutting down Jason Tatum, averaging 22 points per game. I think I think I think Steve Kerr really knows after the first game, right? Because I think you know we were texting about this um, after game one. We were all like, okay, it's going to be a series, and yeah. so far it's been a competitive series, probably the most competitive series of the playoffs. Yeah, which is what we wanted. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and and to your question about Jason. I think, you know, game one really we saw the impact of Celtics coaching figuring out that they had the size. I knew that if they if they played their size advantage, the Warriors would be messed with. And then the Warriors realized that the offense, the entire game flows through flows through um, Jason Tatum. Um, It's he's their main point scorer. You know, regardless of Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, 
or Jalen Brown touching the ball, if if Jason Tatum doesn't score twenty, they don't they're not gonna win. Yeah. That's how it works, right? Yeah. So that's what they did uh, in game two. And so in game three also we saw the Warriors play a lot concerted effort on Jason Tatum. He wasn't contributing as high as he could have in the third and fourth quarter, mm-hmm. which really turned around the game. And so, you know, Marcus Smart had an amazing game. Jalen Brown played well. Um, but Jalen Brown had to step up and play well because of how the Warriors were playing defense yeah, on Jason yeah. Tatum. So I think I think we saw Jalen Brown get the opportunity to touch a ball a lot. Yeah. I mean, that could be dangerous for the Warriors going forward in the series if he has confidence. Yeah. Um, so uh, I wonder what their defensive strategy is going to look like moving forward. Yeah. Now, the question is, I don't like we said in the earlier podcast we made right before game one, we did mention that we don't think the Warriors have enough defensive masterminds to stop all at once Jason Tatum. Uh, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Al Horford. Um, mm-hmm. And that's definitely coming into play now. Now the question is, do you focus on, now that it's 2-2, mm-hmm. do you try to focus on just completely shutting down the role players and kind of let the stars do their thing? Or do you continue to do what you've been doing, trying to shut down the stars and let the role players come in and do their thing? What do you think? What do you think? Personally, I think... It depends on whether you're home or away. If you're home, you need to shut down the role players because at home is where the role players thrive, right? When you're away, the role players don't have as big of an impact. That's where you really have to try and go for the stars and shut down Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to argue that. Like, that makes sense, right? Because, like, you figure on the road – the crowd is really going to influence the role players. They're not as confident. Yeah. The people don't know their names. They ain't going to see their jerseys or any support for them. But, you know, when you're home, your star players better be on. And so next time, the next game is is in Boston? No, Golden State game five. Next game is in San Francisco. Yeah. So, Yeah. And we'll see. We'll see what their strategy is. I think, yeah, that makes sense. We'll see what Steve Kerr decides to do. I, I, I would probably, I would probably go on the same uh, principle. Like, we got to shut down the the role players away. Um, yeah. Because, because you know, if you watch Boston play the ball, or you watch them on the offensive end, they were moving the ball. It yeah. wasn't stuck in Jalen or or Jason's hands. Right, so the role players were moving the ball. They were playing their role. They were, they were playing their role. So if you yeah. shut them down on the road, they're not going to be as confident going into home. So these next two games could really decide the series. Yeah. yeah. If you shut down the role players at home, I mean, for the Warriors at home, and then you go into Boston game six, and the role players all had three, four points, no, no, no contribute contributions, the star players are going to be frustrated, like, I don't know if I trust the ball in that muff, that, that guy's hands, and yeah. <laughs> and that could really change the series. That could yeah. find it. Now, Martin, you good, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I've just been listening. 
Okay. The other thing is, do you consider Marcus Smart and Al Horford to be role players, or do you consider them to be um, maybe not on Jason and Jalen's level, but still very good options if they get a, a good look? Again, I'd probably say Smart, yeah. Horford, no. I think for some reason, he was shooting like Curry from the three-point line first game. Mm-hmm. But the the rest of the games he hasn't. So for for that reason, I'd probably say smart, yeah, because he enables the play. He's a point guard and he's a DPOY, mm-hmm. but not Horford. Okay, yeah. So what is that like? Andrew Wiggins, we were talking about how great of a job he's been doing on Jason Tatum. Clay, not the same defender he was before the surgery, but he's still yeah. doing an okay job on Jalen. And then. Who do you, who like who can you stick on Marcus Smart then? You definitely can't do Jordan Poole. Like, do does that ha- does that leave you having to use Otto Porter? Game four, they started Otto Porter over Kevon Looney, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you just bump everyone up and say, okay, Clay guard Smart, and then I mean, I mean Draymond can't guard Jason Tatum, right? So it's kind of like. Golden State doesn't have the players they need to try and match positions. With no, not players. at all. No, they're like that. That's the biggest factor that's keeping the Celtics in this, right? Is the the coaches are probably stressing out in the back room, like, why are our players so short? <laughs> like, what the heck? We're an NBA team. We got all these short guys. You know, it, Jordan Poole, Clay, Steph. All under six four, and you look at the the three guards for for Golden State. Jalen Jalen Brown's what six five, right? Yeah, they start out at six five. Yeah, yeah J- six six. Marcus Smart six six. Jason Tatum, long as heck. <laughs> like he's yeah, got one of those KD type bodies with his arms dangling on the ground and yeah. standing up tall. And so, you know, honestly, it's gonna be. It's probably got to be. Not a zone defense, not a two-three zone, uh, but these these NBA coaches can come up with some very creative zone strategies, which I think is going to have to be implemented uh, moving forward. Right? Uh, I think if we're if we're talking about the strategy of shutting down the big guys, right? They're going to have to they're going to have to clog the paint, right? But also, if you saw how they were ball. Um, they were getting threes. They were getting three points. Al Horford was driving, kicking it out for the three. So, yeah. hey, that's not my job. <laughs> leave it up to <laughs> leave it up to Steve Kerr to figure that out. But I think he's a genius in the game. Yeah. If anything, uh, he's going to figure out how his players. Because the thing that Golden State has is quickness. Steph yeah. is super fast, right? But he's not. He's he's not intimidating. Anybody can drive on Steph Curry, right? Yeah. Any bigger guard. But I saw that there was an issue when Steph was getting driven to the middle. So, you know, Jason's giving him a pump, drive it to the middle. There's nobody in the nobody at the free throw line. Yep. So I think, in my opinion, if they came up with a, a creative way to uh, do a 1-3-1 one, one defense where the two wings have the ability to play that – entire three-point line, and you can have two people clogging the middle with stuff up top, that would be a great strategy for the Warriors to implement. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, right about now, I'm sure Devon Looney's been doing a great job, but I'm sure that front office is wishing, oh, why did we trade away JaVale McGee? Yeah, JaVale. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't have anything wrong with what you've just said. That is, that is great. And maybe we'll end up seeing that in mm-hmm. game five. Likely to be the most important game of the series unless we go to a game seven. Whoever takes this really has all the momentum. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. And then moving on to the last kind of like mini point that I had. Um, speaking of defense and absolutely nothing else, uh, Draymond. Um, Draymond. Finals MVP. <laughs> I saw a funny stat. I'm trying to find it here. Oh, yeah. Draymond Green, 2022 NBA Finals. Points, 15. Fouls, oh, yeah. 17. Fouls? He has fouled more than he has points. In the entire final series? In the yes. finals, yep. That... And he's nearly fouled out in every game, right? What a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and Kendrick Perkins said that Draymond's more of a liability than an asset, and I completely agree. Robert Williams is looking like he's the all-star right now. He really has played an amazing finals. Mm-hmm. I knew it. Like, I, I mentioned his name. I knew if they were able to use Robert Williams, that Boston could create problems for, for Golden State just because he's so physically dominating. He's just one of those, you know, he's just one of those. He, he's like Dwight Howard in his prime. Like, but not as skillful. I, I think Robert Williams, if he, if you developed his skills, he could really be a scary talent. Yeah. No, yeah, the, the athleticism is crazy. Like, when he when they throw alley-oops up to him and his yeah. head is over the rim every time, yeah, no. and he just throws it into the rim, I'm like, how is that rim sustaining that pressure right now? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so... And he's also, oh, what, seven, he's seven one. How can you jump that high? Seven, like, something high, like that. Like six eleven or something. It looks like he's taking. Yeah. yeah, his his ability to block shots away being that big too is mm-hmm. crazy, and it's not like he's just standing there and tipping the ball. He's getting up there above the rim and swatting it off the glass. Yeah, he's like a volleyball player. Looks, yeah, he looks like he's playing volleyball. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Draymond. Been doing a lot of talking, not a whole lot of anything else anywhere um i i can't i mean the the podcast is pretty good yeah the the podcast who's raymond's podcast yeah let's give him credit for the podcast it's pretty good (laughs) okay okay right now he's more known for the podcast than he is for his nba career (laughs) i i'm Every time I hear something about this whole J.J. Redick, Draymond Green thing, talking about firemen and plumbers, like, look at yourself, Draymond. You are literally a plumber right now. Like, you're putting up plumber numbers, right? Come on. This is, I mean, it's ridiculous. I, oh, man, it's it's rough. It is, but here's the thing. You need, I would love to see Patrick Beverly start a podcast, right? (laughs) 
for the same reason that we like a Draymond podcast. They're very controversial. They make your head spin sometimes. You're like, why does the, the league just get him out? But they bring that intensity from the 80s and 90s back to basketball. The trash talk, the raw side of things. Like, it's an element of basketball. You know, when you play basketball in the park, that's the same thing that you're going to get from Draymond Green, right? Yeah. And so <laughs> I think, I think that's, that's why he's such, a, he's such a prominent player in the game, right? Draymond Green has been a huge player in the game since he came out of Michigan State. And it's not because of tremendous scoring numbers or tremendous, you know, stats. It's about how he plays the game of basketball, his intensity, his defensive skills, and his ability to win. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll see if Draymond can um, do whatever his version of bouncing back is. And um, I don't know. The, that stat is ridiculous. How do you have more fouls than you have points? Like I don't know. I put up those same numbers in eighth grade, so. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a whole different league. This, is, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but so um, four games and four games, fifteen points, fifteen points, seventeen fouls. But I, to be fair, though, under, that's under that's under two baskets a game. Yeah. yeah. To be fair though, yesterday I I don't think he played that horrible. Yesterday he had eight assists. Okay. Which from Draymond that that's like I think he had a triple double one time. Where he had ten steals, he didn't. Even, he had eight points. So I think yeah. the whole point about Draymond is you're not going to get a lot of. You're not. Get, he's not going to score. But if he can assist, he can rebound. He can play defense. Then you're good. Exactly. Yeah. And here's the other thing, though. Draymond has not been rebounding well at all. Yeah. Game four was all right. He had nine. Game three, um, he had four. Game two, he had. Five and game one, um, game one he had eleven. That was his only really good rebounding game. And if you're not going to be scoring the ball, you got to be at least rebounding. And Robert Williams is killing him. Robert Williams has had ten rebounds on about every first half so far of the finals. And Draymond. I, there's other stat that I saw. I think it was maybe for game three. Um, Robert Williams had 10 at half. Draymond had two. So, like, yeah, oh my. Robert Williams is killing him. I love, I love, the, I love seeing these little um, things that Draymond Green does, though, like trying to get under people's skin. That's really funny to watch. Yeah. It's a huge mental game. You can really you like that's what Draymond plays. He plays that mental game strong. You can really affect a series and a star player by getting in their head. Yeah. Like with how calm Steve Kerr is, that's why he needs Draymond on his team. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. With how calm Steph and Clay and everybody else on the team is, that's why you need somebody you know who's a killer. Like, yeah. like Draymond. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, to your point, Alex, though, if he's not getting double-digit points, if you got 15 points, 
in four games in a playoff series, I expect at least one stat, at least one stat line's got to be in double digits elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least exactly. one. And it can't be fouls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Can you see some more from Draymond? This team, it's like on the one hand, if the Celtics win, they're starting a new dynasty and it, it's just like the Warriors are old. The Warriors win, then they're still old. <laughs> they're, they're, they're getting old. It's a, res- it's a resurgence of their dynasty, but yeah, yep. definitely with with what the Celtics have right now, and I don't know what their offseason is going to look like because I'm not sure about their contracts on the team right now, mm-hmm. but like if they're able to keep together that team, you know, yeah. it, it's it's kind of scary. Yeah, and I don't think anyone on there would not want to re-sign if anyone had an expiring contract during the finals, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, finally, let's let's wrap it up with uh, who we got winning Game Five, and then who we got winning the whole thing at this point in the series. Tigo, you want to start? Oh, you would put me first. Okay, um, I'm gonna have to go with my same guys from day one. Game five, game six, Warriors. Regardless, you know, I think the, vet, the veteran experience is going to play a role. Um, yeah. I'm going to end up chewing my words most likely, but. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I, I'm going to stick to the vets. Yeah. Martin, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with Tigo. Warriors in six. Um, but not veteran experience. I think Draymond's scoring 40 next game and then 50, and he's wrapping it up. Finals MVP. Bro, shut <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. That, would be, that would be the crazy. Has Draymond scored 30 points in a game? Yeah, actually, game seven versus the, versus the Cavs, he scored 36. Versus the Cavs. Yeah, in 2016 in the finals, when the Cavs came back 3-1, he scored 36. It's just the rest of the team underperformed. <laughs> I wonder I wonder what Draymond would look like if he had a team to himself. Oh, my. I wonder what his numbers would look like there. That would be interesting. Be interesting. But, yeah, I'm going to go against you. I'm going to say every team is going to win away. So, I think – the Celtics are going to win in San Francisco. I think the Warriors are going to bounce back and win um, uh, in, in Boston. Boston. And then I've got Celtics taking it in seven at this point. Because, look, looking at the Celtics throughout the whole playoffs, including these finals, every game that they've lost, they've – okay, except for three. Every game that they've lost, they've bounced back and won the next one. Celtics game one, Warriors game two. Celtics game three, Warriors game four. It hasn't yeah. really mattered about who's at home and who's away, especially in this series. Yeah, the Celtics, what, they haven't lost two games in a row? Yeah, I don't think so. I Like we said earlier, game five is probably the most important game in this series. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, if I could, I'm going to stick with the Warriors, but... My caveat is whoever wins game five. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Hopefully I Celtics. 
Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have to do another podcast if the Celtics win. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. No. And if they win, just a quick little point, they're going to be tough to beat for a long time. Yeah. 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 If you give Jason – giving Jason Tatum a championship and that confidence, mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. I think what they need is – I think they need, as we've been talking about, there's been a – they've been like stale a bit offensively. I think, no joke, if you bring in a score or two, maybe even like you recreate 2017 and get back Terry Rozier – Mm-hmm. You, you you just need one more, and you're really – you're a threat. Yeah, Kobe White's on the trade block. Yeah. Give us uh, give us Jalen Brown for Kobe White. Easy. Both sides will be happy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, if we if we get a game seven, if it's close in the fourth quarter, we should hop on a podcast. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Like mid-fourth quarter, see what's going Let's on. Do, do a live podcast? Yeah, that'd be kind of All cool. right. Um, yeah, so I think two Celtic or two Warriors, one Celtics. Um, we'll see. Uh, what what uh, like what Tigo said, you know, whoever takes Game Five, that's likely who's going to take it because they've got all the momentum in the world right there. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. Because we've seen a lot of a lot of bouncing back, whatever, whatever the right way to say that would be in yeah. these playoffs. Yeah, yeah. we need. The Warriors needed Draymond bounce back, mm-hmm. and the Celtics need to be consistent. They need to keep it up. Yep, Marcus Smart needs to be consistent. Mm-hmm. We were talking about before you hopped on. They've only won games where Marcus Smart has scored twenty plus points, like this whole the last two rounds, mm-hmm. Miami and Boston. So they really need him to step up on the offensive end. It's incredible to I, I feel like I never see Steph Curry lose the ball, but Marcus Smart has been doing it to him lately. Yeah, which I think is pretty crazy to see. But yeah, he's a great defender. DPOY. Yeah. All I ask for at this point is one bang from Mike Green. <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice. But yeah. Hey, right, Steph Curry was sitting all the threes yesterday. I don't know what he was doing. Yep, about forty-three. Yeah, he's uh, fifth for most forty-point games in the finals, behind MJ, LeBron. Um, I like how I like how we've gone forty minutes in a podcast about the Celtics and Warriors, and just started talking about stuff. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's what Twitter is now. Nothing but Steph Curry for the last <laughs> two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's anyway. more basketball than stuff out there, people. Yeah. Just just an FYI. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. No disrespect um, to Steph, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's a GOAT, but. Second best point guard of all time. Who's number one? Magic. Draymond. <laughs> Jokic. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I guess you guys have anything to add before we head out for today? Nope. Please, please, please. I want the Warriors to lose. That's it. Solid. All right. All right. You might get your wish. Hopefully. We'll see. We'll have to hop on another one. Hopefully we get a game seven with a close fourth quarter. Um, But, yeah, we'll we'll start out another time for the next one. Um, Thanks for – sorry, I was late today. No, no. No worries. Thanks for figuring out time. And, uh, yeah, this has been on the fast break. 
Uh, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. See Thank ya. you. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye.